It's time for episode 149 of your favourite podcast, The Dawson D Show, and this one will be sure to have you in stitches of laughter as we sit down with Melbourne funny man and TikTok sensation, Jack Tossel. Jack Tossel is one of the OG TikTokers of Australia, and if you've got the app downloaded on your phone, it's very likely you've seen his work. On this episode, we dive into how it all began for Jack and how the country boy accidentally became internet famous. But my favourite episodes of the podcast is when we bounce around talking about numerous topics, and that's exactly what happened here. Jack cracked us up with some hilarious stories of his boarding school days here in the big smoke of Melbourne, as well as some hairy moments overseas while he was travelling the world. We discussed the demographics that he's accidentally offended over the journey, but on a more serious note, the reasons why we should all be allowed to laugh at ourselves and understand that jokes are just jokes. Plus, we played one of the most vile versions of Would You Rather that you're likely to hear, trust me, and with Jack's podcast being called Tossers, we threw some controversial names out there and decided if in fact they were a tosser or not. But this episode, guys, is a lot of fun and we know you're going to laugh out loud with us. As always, if you want a more visual presentation, you can watch the full podcast now on YouTube, follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're tuning in from, and of course, follow our socials for some more exclusive DOS and D. All right, here he is. Without further ado, the great man himself, Jack Tossle. All right, Doss, we are here with one of the OG TikTokers in this great city, I would say. Uh, Jack Tossel, welcome to the Doss and D Show. Thanks, lads. The pleasure is all mine. Mate, it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice to open a, a beer we, we, when you walked in. You know, It's a Thursday night. It's close to Friday, so why not? <laughs> That's know? exactly what I said. You've got to do whatever you need to get yourself through. And on, of course, on the Tossers podcast, you, you don't mind a beer, do you? Oh, we, we absolutely <laughs> love one. Now, I don't think many people watch the YouTube if we've even been posting, but you seem stockpile pretty quickly. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sponsored by? No, any, was, any particular company I, yet? I or? was just about to lead into that. If anyone's <laughs> looking for a podcast they want to sponsor, slide into my DMs. I will reply. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to start with some real hard-hitting questions, Jack, because, you know, we're not here to fuck around. So no, let's, let's get straight in now. <laughs> just straight into w- it. W- would you say you are successful with the ladies? I would say probably more successful than my looks would warrant. Okay, because we were out in a Richmond establishment probably about two months ago. It was Ralph's first night in Melbourne, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a good night. We were sitting on a table, and there was three lovely looking ladies to the right of us, and they were just you know having a little chat. And then some beautiful looking man just swooped in and swept them off their feet and got chatting. And it was uh, it was actually the great Jack Tussle. <laughs> yeah, it was actually you. Yeah, we would have loved to say hi, but we didn't want to you know cram your style or anything. But uh, we we saw you up front in, in personal in action and doing quite well. Where was this? Was this in Richmond? Yeah, Union House. Yeah, so that would probably be my missus and her friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's covered off on well, that. Well, that was going to be my next question. I was like, do you have a girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. Or are you single? Yeah, guilty. So very recently, probably a few months. Oh, really? I've been, before that, I was a single operator for about five years and thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Especially living around in the uh, Hawthorne, Richmond area. Richmond is peak area. If you're mid-20s and just... Want to have fun and enjoy yourself. Well, especially being a country boy, what, like, you've been up in the city for a long time now. What was that transition like? You know, was it a drinking every night kind of uh, situation or being at uni? What was it like? Oh, uni is dead set a three-year holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's the only time in your life where that level of drinking is socially acceptable. Like, if you took, say, your first year university of, like, going out and partying, like, every night, and you put that at 
any other stage of your life, your family would call an intervention <laughs> on you. <laughs> yeah, that, that is actually so true. And funnily enough, well, D actually doesn't drink. Doesn't drink alcohol. So, oh, well, yeah, not much. I don't yeah. like beer. Never, never finished a full beer. Would you really? Believe? Yeah, I'm nah. a spirits man, and I like to just you know drown it in maybe some fruit juice, some yeah. orange juice, and drown out the flavour. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big gin man. Gin, yeah, gin That's and like that, gin and tonic. Gin and yeah, tonic. Gin and tonic. that'd be yeah. my go-to drink. Have you ever had? Um, we we call it mother's milk, but it's um <laughs> yeah. it's called a cheesecake, vanilla Galliano and like solo, like no, lemon. No, I haven't, but it sounds absolutely Mate, delightful. You need to have one of those. Trust me, they're amazing. Well, that's the one drink I've got him on to. Oh, it is. Oh, it's phenomenal. Now, actually, funny you mentioned that because that leads us into our first night actually living in Hawthorne. We decided to go out. Doss and I moved to the city. All the Doss and D listeners will know this story. We moved to the city and had a really big night. There was nothing in our apartment. Just yeah, uh, no furniture. No furniture, and it was in the end a very depressing night. We don't need to say it again. But for someone like yourself, when you first moved into the to the big smoke, do you have any <laughs> stories about you know large nights out and things potentially going wrong? Not really. So I first moved in the the big smoke when I was fifteen. I went to boarding school here. So I was yeah, that, that's pretty young. Uh, yeah. <laughs> straight, in, straight into it. I was quite a studious guy. So I, I wasn't really, you know, hitting the the pi double five. You know, <laughs> in, in year ten, yeah, in year 10. I think one time in year twelve. Oh no, it must have been the end of year eleven though. We did. I went to Caulfield Grammar and a fantastic establishment down the road, the Caulfield RSL. Oh, beautiful. And one time. I think it must have been after an exam, man, a few of the lads just wandered down and had quite a large night there, probably a bit too too big a one, and then strolled back into the boarding house, just absolutely reeking, <laughs> reckless <laughs> of Carlton draft and rum. <laughs> and then just ended up getting a suspension. Oh, really? Yeah. Just a slap on the wrist? But it was, it was a boarding house suspension, so I still had to go to school. But like I couldn't actually board. I had to like stay down at my auntie's in Parkdale and like catch public transport, oh. like, the, like the normal kids have to do. Like I'm yeah. not about that. Did you? What was that like being in boarding school? Was that? Did you enjoy that? I loved it. So I'm from a small rural town about two hours north east of Melbourne. So I think when I started, right there were about 35 boys, and at the end of year 12, I think one or two would have finished. Wow. So like okay. if you actually. You know, want to be an academic, go to uni and do other stuff. Yeah. There wasn't really much for me there. Were you one of those two left? The, the last couple? <laughs> well, I parachuted out, mate. Did you? <laughs> Got out I there. ditched it, went to the big smoke, so went to school there. But yeah. yeah, like, I mean, if you want to do a trade or do hard labour, probably good for you staying home. But oh, Yeah, I know. Well, it, well now in terms – oh, sorry, were you going to go? I was going to say, well – in terms of like your career right now, mate, you've uh, you you like D said, you got in early on the old TikTok, but uh, you're doing a bit of lifestyle balance. You're a financial advisor as well. Yeah, so I work in financial planning. You know, most people out there probably think I'm working agricultural, but um, <laughs> I've got a nice air conditioned office. My hands are nice and soft Beautiful. when I get back from work. Don't even need a shower. You know? <laughs> Yeah, just shout out to our working class friends out yeah, there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with being a bricklayer. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. But uh, you, I, I'm very interested to hear a bit about your story. You mentioned off air a little bit about getting on TikTok quite early when, you know, perhaps, I think you said if COVID wasn't a thing, then perhaps you might not have gone down that path. So talk to us about those early, early days. Yeah, I was very lucky, right place, right time. So it was lockdown one and just before we really went into the hard lockdown, Work was trialling, oh, you know, COVID's come around, you know, work from home from a week, work in the office. And my family on mum's side had got a beautiful property in Far East Gippsland, a small town called Marlow, and we didn't get to go there over the oh, summer. because Marlow is yeah. so nice. I've camped there before. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. near Cape Conram. Yeah. But that summer, they had the massive bushfires, so we didn't get to go at all. 
so when the kind of work from home thing came, I'm like, oh, I'll just go there, work from home, do a bit of surfing and enjoy it. And then like at the end of that week, Dan Andrews like, nah, where you are, you're staying. And I was like in the house on my own for like 12 weeks. Right In Marlow? Like, yeah. Wow. Like just mine. Like, and no, it's, no. it's very isolated. Little di- There's not much in Marlow, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, so I was just there and it probably got to like the fifth or sixth week and TikTok was really popping off. Like I don't think I even knew what it was six months before. And I'm like, you know, a bit self-indulgent. How can I get a bit of me time? You know, give my mates a laugh, you know, Why get not? back in the sphere. So I did a couple of videos. Like the first one was just me lip-syncing Carl Barron. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and it is like the cringiest thing you've ever seen. And that got like a thousand views. And at the time I'm like, holy shit, a thousand views. This is amazing. I don't even know a thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I did like a few other ones after that. And did about the same. And then I went back home and, and again, a bit self-indulgent, narcissistic of myself. I thought I'd show off my football abilities. So it's just like kicking some goals from the boundary and stuff like that. How to be an elite forward. And that went to like 30,000 views. I'm like, Jesus, like this, this something going on here. Yeah. And they did a few after that. And it kind of just streamrolled to the point where like, you know, it was just getting bigger and bigger. So I didn't stop. But if I never had been locked down, there is no way known, like in normal life, I would have made TikTok and posted there. Yeah. With, but, your, with your video, with your content now, because you do, I'm fascinated because a lot of your videos now, they're very, I'm trying, what, what's a good way to describe certain videos when you are, when you, well, I love the example of when you're talking about like uh, you're, you're this certain person and you describe all the elements of that person. Yeah. Like, like something like what your X and X says about exactly. you. Exactly. You know, like, do you... I, and this might be a little see. Do you read that? Because some of those are like pretty long when you when you actually do the content. No, I, I don't. So it's off the top of your head. So I'll I'll have like notes, yeah, like down, and I'll get through them, and I'll just like th- look through my notes. But then like the actual kind of paraphrasing and going through it is just off the top, off the off the tongue. Yeah, it's nice and natural. <laughs> off the calf. Yeah, I, I don't do like the whole full thing from start to finish. Yeah. like that. But you know, mate, creating content is fucking hard. Yeah, like, as you know, and like us, you, you know, we have a living outside of content as well. How does that go, I guess, coming home from work? We're talking about it off air, like trying to manage work whilst trying to, you know, uphold a really good uh, profile brand online. Yeah, so it's time consuming, especially at the moment because work's so flat. I think I was telling you, you know, like on Tuesday, like in the financial years, that busy period in work, wake up at seven, no, sorry, wake up at six, get to work at seven, got back at like seven, then chilled out for five minutes, podcasted for an hour, Edited a video after that for an hour, bed, wake up the next day, gym at six, work at seven. Like there's not much free time, but I'm a bit of a workhorse. I don't mind it. Yeah. I think I think with the content side as well, like if you actually enjoy it, it doesn't feel as much like work. True. It's very much like, you know, what entrepreneurs say. Like, you know, the, the, they're the only people that will work 80 hours to avoid working a 40-hour week. So true. Well, like recently we, we went up to Queensland for a week of content. At the end of it, we were spent. We were knackered. Yeah. We banged out, what, four podcasts, four YouTube videos, all this other stuff. And then you get back and you're talking to your family and like, we are absolutely knackered. But you kind of feel guilty because we were doing content that included like going surfing or hanging out with these like celebrities or yeah. having these chats. And like, what, you sit down for an hour and have a conversation. You're like, Gee, you, you are actually drained by the end of it. But it's the same thing. It doesn't feel like work. Sometimes it feels guilty to like to actually be paid to do it. Yeah. Do you find this as well? Like, I love talking and like, you know, people skills you know interacting but sometimes you have a big day with a big content or work calling people you just get back home you're like please no one talk to me like i just want to like sit on the couch and debrief 100 percent. i i find that all the time especially like d said like the game of like podcasting 
we're actually cooked at the end of it. Like, yeah. I, I, it's like, I don't know if you found it since you boys have started your podcast, but like when you're trying to, you know, not that you're sticking to some type of plan, but because we don't like our interviews right now, this is going to go all over the shop. We're not yeah, planning yeah. this. It's all everywhere. But by the end, you must just be, we're concentrating so hard. Is it like that when you're creating your videos or do you have a structure or how do you go about it? Not so much the videos because you got downtime, but very much felt the exact same way with the podcast because you just got to be mentally sharp. Like you can't just stop and have a pause for like a minute and think about it. Like you've always got to be on, you know, you're talking, but then you think in the back of your mind as well, like what am I going to after that? And it, yeah. it is draining, like yeah. really draining. You get to the end of that and you're just like, I just want to sit down and have a beer. Well, it's kind of like we often say it too, but if it's if it's just 1v1, I can only imagine that being harder. Like if it's just you two talking back and forth, whereas for us, we interview people, at least like we get at least a 20-second, maybe 30-second or a minute grab in between questions because yeah. he asks one. In the back of my head, I'm like, what am I going to ask Jack next? What am I going to ask Jack next? Like, While that, trying to listen and concentrate, make sure it's entertaining. And in the old days, it was, okay, make sure this is recording. The cameras are still going. The lights are fine. Like <laughs> yeah, that. we didn't have Ralph then. Yeah, like, we had to a, get up. Blessing. You know, that was a nightmare. Used to be, but before you kind of blew up, so going back to maybe when you were 14, 15, maybe even younger, did you ever have any ambition to be an entertainer or a comedian or some kind of public figure? Was that ever an ambition of yours? Not really. Like I've always been open to like, you know, putting myself out there and doing things. The best part of my life, I haven't really known exactly what I want to do right. I just yeah. have a crack at as many things as possible and put myself out there. Yeah, I, I don't reckon I did. Like I didn't do any kind of like theatre or stuff like that when yeah. I was younger. I had no idea like that I wanted to get into comedy and do stuff like that. Kind of just fell into it really. Yeah. And then the I guess the financial aspect, is that was that something you you wanted to do when you left school kind of thing? Well, when I finished school, I originally wanted to do mainly engineering. And then like probably the best thing I ever did was take a year off after school. And I went back home, worked in agriculture for a year, went over to South America for a couple of months, traveling as well. And it got to the end of the year and I was like, yeah, fuck, I don't really like maths that much. Like why would I do <laughs> engineering <laughs> where like your whole job is just like dealing with numbers and not the kind of people side. And then commerce was kind of, you know, something I was interested in did did that which is probably very similar to like a lot of people now like i've been saying probably for the last two years business degrees are the new arts degree like, <laughs> yeah yeah put your hand up many... if you got one of those <laughs> 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 and i couldn't agree more yeah like arts get a bad rap you know feel like having no life skills and not a chance to get a job but i generally feel like business kids are twice as stupid oh. <laughs> like <laughs> mate and trust me i'm not offended because one of my biggest regrets is like actually going to uni and studying that because the, well, like we, we run a business outside of this and the more you understand, the more you get to know it. It's like, you don't need a business degree to start no. a fucking business. No. <laughs> like no. you fucking don't need that. You need just those books on the shelf, a couple podcasts and you're yeah. right. Well, you've yeah. got it all on YouTube now. Yeah. It's just a good like excuse for your parents to let you know be an alcoholic for three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go and get on the drink, son. Like you can't just like sit at home and do that because like no you like need to study something or you need to work. You just choose a business degree and you're like <laughs> literally doing nothing. <laughs> well, I'm but getting good at drinking and gaslighting women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm interested too because your style of content that's difficult. Like it's one thing making content, but making people laugh is really difficult. So a couple of questions: one, were you a funny kid? Did, were you always a class clown? Did you make your friends laugh? And two, what would be your inspirations if you look back? I know you might not have had a certain plan when you were a kid. But now upon reflection, do you go, oh, I take a bit from this person, a bit from that person? 
who kind of inspires you? Yeah, so I wouldn't say I was a class clown as such. I've always kind of been, you know, pretty happy and like extroverted and mm. like jovial joking, but I wouldn't say I was like the prankster or things like that. Yeah. In terms of who I get it from, like I mean, like everyone talks about their family, so probably like a little bit from dad, like different, but he's just like Peter Pan syndrome, right? 16-year-old boy that's yeah. just like never grown up. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one Peter Pan's syndrome I yeah. like that I like that And then I think like my grandfather as well On dad's side Now he wasn't so much a jokester But a prankster Like he was a serial prankster Like right. blokes would roll in You know back after a big night on the source to dad's And you, you know put the car up on bricks You know like take yeah, the yeah, wheels yeah, yeah, up yeah. And they'd be hopping Just like slamming on the accelerator <laughs> Like nothing's going on <laughs> That is such country humour, well, isn't it? We I'm, wouldn't know how to take it. I would off. not know. I, like, I've got family that are from Gippsland country. I'm keen to know, like, in terms of you said you went back and did some agriculture, what kind of stuff? Like, when you say the word agriculture, what is that? <laughs> Two city or peninsula surf boys, like, what, 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 what does that entail, agriculture? So I'm actually a townie. Both, parent, both grandparents are farmers, but they sold them off. So I worked in town and worked at a family friend's farm. Now, a bit of a niche type of agriculture. It was <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> aquaculture specifically, um, rainbow trout. Rainbow trout. Wow. Yeah. So what's that? Like dams or? Yeah, so like big ponds. So big ponds. You, you divert the water from the Golden River and it would flow through and then back into the river. Now, like probably, I think it was the biggest commercial freshwater fish farm in the country. So big coals contracts, big woolies contracts. Like at cer- certain days a week when we were doing harvesting, right, I'd be up well, starting work at 4.30am dragging <laughs> big ponds of fish in like sub-zero temperatures. <laughs> and it gave me like the biggest respect for like why you need to go to university. Like, <laughs> mate. Like, yeah, get in while you can. <laughs> like full credit to the people that work in agriculture their whole life. But again, like I said, mate, I take my air-conditioned office any day of the week. Like I'm happy to put my hand up. You know, it's not a soft thing to say. I agree with that though. Like, I agree, yeah. I worked in horticulture for a few, for a few years and – I mean, it's not probably on the same level, but fuck, you get up at, you know, whatever time you were, you start work at seven, yeah. your hands are freezing, it's pissing down rain, you got a raincoat on and nah, the plants need sorting. Like, but someone has to do it though, don't they? Oh, exactly. And I understand it has to get done, but it doesn't have to get done by me. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, That's very true. You can't all be content graders. Can we? <laughs> that, gotta, that, well, that's what we need. We're sitting, sipping beers on a Thursday night <laughs> yeah, talking that's absolute a good, rubbish. That's a good point. Don't you reckon it's funny though, like as content creators, now that like you know kids are going through like kinder and school and like people are asking them what do you want to be when you grow up content creator and i just look at myself like mate you did not want to be like that. <laughs> well you, you do you not know li- my life <laughs> you need to lift your aspirations up brother <laughs> you mentioned a, a bit earlier about travel so yeah. we love our travel talk to us a bit about where you've been and uh, some of those experiences yeah, so I think I told you before, like done a fair bit of traveling. Definitely, mum was a bit of a trailblazer for, oh. you know, a girl in like, you know, the 70s and 80s, like lived in Europe for 18 months, went to, you know, the US for months, actually did Africa as well and other places. So when I was young, I just watched all these slides of her and I always had, you know, these, these dreams of like going overseas. Like I said, first gap year, went to South America for two months, just on my own, pretty brazen. For, How did that go? Wow. Yeah, I, that. I loved it. Like, yeah, wow. So good. I think good for your independent skills as well, just getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, I've learned Espanol. He looked at me like I said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dos you... visa, por favor. What does that mean? Uh, a beer, please. Two beers, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm done. <laughs> I thought I was calling your name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I've done Southeast Asia, great fun. Like if you've got absolutely no money, to like just go over there with some mates, hop on the motorbikes, like nearly died. Like I've got this video, I would have been like 22. I've got like a GoPro strapped to me and I'm just like on the bike, revving the absolute living daylights out. I was going like 70 k's an hour, just going around this corner. I'm like, wow. And then like five seconds later, just slide the whole thing out. Skin off the legs. Mate, like I was wearing like football shorts, of a you were. shirt, and like not even a bike helmet. It's like literally, you know, something like a five-year-old would wear if they got their huffy beam. A bucket on your head. Yeah, yeah no, essentially. <laughs> and like just slid and then like not even a single scratch. And like I'm the biggest atheist going around, but I was like <laughs> – there is no other way to explain this, but there is a God. Like, have you seen that? You had, you had to come to Jesus moment. <laughs> you, yes, you had to come to Jesus. Have you seen that scene in um, Pulp Fiction? Yeah, um, I would have. Where S- Samuel L. Jackson's like, this is a miracle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, yeah, guns yeah, just yeah, go around. Yeah, yeah. The just go around. I've actually never seen Pulp Fiction. Oh, oh no. Mate. I know. I thought he was going to bring up a different uh, Pulp Fiction scene. With, with the Gimp. Oh, <laughs> have you seen that one? No. Oh. But then one of the bigger trips I did was when I finished uni, me and all my mates went overseas because, you know, once you get a job, unless you quit your job, you can't really do those extended ones. So I was in the US for three months and then I was in Europe for three months. But again, you asked him, did you go to London? No, because I'd just blown all my money in the US. It's like Spain, <laughs> Portugal. And then I was in the Balkans, so like Bosnia, Serbia, <laughs> Slovakia. <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing? <laughs> Just talk us through a typical day. Like we don't, we, we in which country? We stay away from the, you know, talk us about a day in your life. But tell us about a day of your life in, in Bosnia. <laughs> I'd love to know. It was, it was usually the Balkan breakfast. So I just like wake up. It was like tri- triple shot coffee and then like two Marlboro Reds. <laughs> and then like probably like do some walking around the town for about, you know, three or four hours until it got to midday where I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're allowed, yeah. technically. But like, I was like hitchhiking through like Bosnia as well. Oh, hitchhiking? Yeah, yeah. Because I was down on my money. I'm just like, oh, try and save some money. I think it was like 40 or 50 euros to get to like um, <laughs> Serbia. So just like first thing out of Sarajevo, hopped in a car there's this Bosnian guy who doesn't speak a word of English. Oh, my God. And there's God. just like – it's like a car which is 30 years old and there's just wires fucking going out everywhere. It just drives me like half an hour. He's like, Wait, get out. I'm going this way. And then after that, I think like an American backpacker couple picked me up and then drove me about an hour and then it was like another five hours to get to Belgrade. Were you, so by, also, were you, were you by yourself? Yeah. Fuck. I'm surprised he didn't convert to Christianity. Or <laughs> yeah, after that. And anyway, these Bosnian uni students picked me up. And they're like, yeah, we're going to Belgrade hop in. And there's like two in the back with me and then two at the front. And we were just like slamming beers in the back. They're just like all smoking inside the car. Oh <laughs> Windows <God>. up. <laughs> was there that back then? Did they have, because I know it's become really popular in Europe. I don't know what it's called, but it's like a ride share. It's like a, oh, we'll talk, Ralph might know. But basically, it's almost like hitchhiking. It's like Uber, but hitchhiking. So it's just, say, I'm driving from, let's say, Melbourne to Sydney, and I can put my route in which I'm going to drive, and people could just jump in on the way and jump off. Like, was it similar to that, or did they even have that option? No, I don't you know. Mate, I, I, I just had a, had a bit of cardboard and wrote Belgrade. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprised it didn't end up in a Bosnian ditch. Like, oh, my did God. You, did you? Uh, but, uh, I didn't uh, tell mum until after. Oh, yeah, no, fair, fair like, call. Hey, mum, I'm just going to hitchhike eight hours was in the Balkans today. How was your day? <laughs> yeah. Did you... I, I don't know if you remember. Hamish and Eddie, they jumped off the... The, the Mostar Bridge. Did you yeah. do that? 
Yeah. Did, Mate, did you uh, jump off it? Yeah, unreal. You got to pay like 28 euros to do it and then you do it and you join like the Mostar Diving Club for life. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the footage of this. Did someone film you? No. no. Oh, oh, mate. Because it's taller. It's not like 20. Like, I think it might be. T- it's over 20 metres. I don't know if it's 28 metres or 28 feet. I reckon 28 metres. But for the Red Bull diving competitions, they put like a tower above it and it goes up like an extra 10. Far so, out. Yeah. I can't believe it. you did it. Did you do the whole tipping water on yourself before you jump in? Or? Yeah, so you got to like, they take you to like a trial one on the side, which is only like 10 meters, just to make sure you can do it. Just well. the classic local pool, 10 you know, meters. standard. 10 meters is high. Being saying, like, when I was in the US on the same trip, um, I met an Australian girl from Tasmania, and her brother had done that, and he like just fucked up like the jump and fell on his back. Like broke his back and had to get like. I was trying not to, to laugh, but then you laughed. I was like, <laughs> lifted the hospital, and I'm like, she eases. And you still did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, well, talk, what about nightlife in those kind of countries? Did you, you hit <laughs> the in town? Bosnia? Yeah. Did you hit the town and uh, get on the chat? Well, not not so much in like Sarajevo or Mostar is very Islamic. So, okay. like, it's got a massive, you know, Muslim population there. Yeah, so, it's okay. not as big drinking. But, like, the, the drinking is kind of like, you know, you just go out, like, have dinner, drink a heap of rakia. I don't know if you've ever drunk Is that, that clear? Is that clear? It's like everyone in the Mediterranean, right, drinks it. It's like their liquor and they all call it something different. Like, it tastes like aniseed, you know. Like yeah, I know a aniseed. Bit, like, licorice. Yeah, like, I love that flavor. If you ever go to, like, Greece and they drink, like, ouzo or, like, yep. you go to, like, Israel and they call it Iraq. Like, yeah. But it's all the same shit, right? Yeah. It's just rocket fuel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that wasn't the, – the nightlife in Bosnia wasn't that big, but Serbia, I, like everyone talks about um, Budapest and how big Hungary is. I generally think Belgrade in Serbia is better. Women are better looking. It's cheaper. Like it's just up and coming. It's on the river. Like there's so much going there. Yeah, wow. I reckon in 10 years it will be bigger than Budapest. Really? Yeah. Where's your like one destination you want to go to? Because you love travelling more than me. Oh, anywhere in Europe, to be honest. Well, so, well, you um, want to do um, Egypt, oh, I don't want to do Egypt. Have you been to Egypt? No. Egypt's very high. Last year, I did Jordan Israel. I didn't make it into be, Egypt. But wow. Israel, especially in Tel Aviv, probably top three cities I've ever been to. Really? I don't know if it's because they all do military service, but everyone is so fit, like shredded yeah. within each of their life. They're like tan. They're kind of European. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nice. Olive Arab skin. as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like everyone is just at least an eight out of ten. <laughs> How did you fit in over there? <laughs> the pasty. Just a pasty little yeah. Australian boy. How are you, mate? Yeah. And they don't know my TikTok over there either, do oh, they? Well, that doesn't help, does it? Uh, do you play the TikTok card? Ever in life, in, in any situation? At the coffee have, shop? You know, have you for the last kind of few years, have you ever said, you know, maybe a bit of a discount for a shout out or no, maybe ab- prior to the missus? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't trust I know. that. I just did not trust that smile. I, I did. <laughs> Surely it's 1am um, on a Saturday night in Richmond prior to the missus and hopefully she's not listening to this part. Did you ever just pull out the phone and just, just for a little bit of extra ammo? I, I don't do it myself. I usually have mates yeah. around me who just like, he's on TikTok. He's uh. I reckon there was one time, it would have been maybe 18 months ago, it was a public house and I had one of my mates with me. Uh-oh. And like some girl was talking about social media and stuff like this. And he's like, oh, he's on TikTok. And then she was like, oh, come back to me when you got 10,000 followers. I was like, 
bitch. Come back to me when you got six figures. <laughs> <laughs> and does it typically work for the uh, for the? You know, we're talking about the future content creators out there that might be listening. Do, does the TikTok card tend to work? Or did it work? Well, it, it definitely works better. It works I mean, better. like it helps. The, the bar was pretty bloody low. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one hundred percent return on zero? Is still zero. <laughs> Surely you cop it on TikTok. We, you know what we cop on TikTok the most? We cop the... Um, Every time. What, what is it? Bro, let's, Bro, start, let's a start a podcast. Oh, yeah, same. Like, Do you cop that? This is like this is why they need to bring in licenses for podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that. we cop that too. We cop that too. It's so funny. I honestly don't care. Like, nah. Especially TikTok. Like, the, I just don't have time to look through the notifications, right? And it'll just be like from user XO33, you know, yeah. something like Seven followers. But like... I know people talk about social media and how, like, how it's bad for people's mental health, but I'm just a big advocate, right? No one can offend you without your own consent. Yeah, like, true. Like, why are you getting worried? Like, yeah. sometimes if people, like, post something, you know, negative to me or crack the shit, so I'll just, like, comment back, like, thanks for boosting my engagement. Yeah. Like, See, that's – that's and that's what we often do as well. Like, when people have a go at us, we're like, oh, like, bro, let's start a podcast or you should have a license to have a podcast. I was going to say, I'll go for you, Phil. Or yeah, whatever thanks. it is, we just say, well, thank you. You probably – because of you, some, someone you is going to listen today, so cheers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean – if, if I stopped everything in life because someone told me something bad, mate, I never would have done anything. No. Like, I know, I know, I truly, like, we, we actually laugh our heads off sometimes at the TikTok comments, don't we, Doss? Like, the other night, we'll, I, I can't remember which one it was, but they were, like, being very direct and having a go at us specifically. And then, and occasionally when they're witty, you're like, actually, that's a very good point. Well, yeah. Laugh, yeah. laugh your head off at it, which is, I find the best way to go about it. Have you guys ever had, like, you know, one video you put up and, like, You've just hit some segment of the algorithm and like a segment of society has just come after you and come after you hard. <laughs> Which segment of society can come after you is a better question. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't know who we, who do we tend to offend? Which which group? <laughs> We 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 offended the, ones we offended the population engaged. of Brunswick the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh that was pretty bad. Public enemies number one. <laughs> did I tell you about? Did you ever see the video I did a while ago, like the inner city lefty vlog? No, no. But I was, this sounds right up my alley. To, uh, to I think it was like I'd begin my day with a welcome to country and smoking <laughs> ceremony where I burned some Murdoch media, and then it was like you know almond milk latte and hit my vape for breakfast before like reading some pedestrian articles in communist literature. That's hilarious. And the, de- and the deputy editor pedestrian media, Jim Marlowe, fucking loser. <laughs> got on Twitter and was just roasting me. And there was really? this like big like comments thread of like all these like inner city lefties. Like that's so good. Going after me. And then like he was posting like my LinkedIn details and stuff like like that so like oh. people go after me but like he he's like left-wing bloke but a tanky so like we had drew pavlo on our podcast yeah, he's like a big human that. rights advocate i don't know like did the where is peng shui so he, well, he's more of a right-wing kind of operator no he's he's oh, left-wing he's as well oh, okay. but like he does he's like a big human rights advocate okay. so he did like where is the peng shui like he's all about the like the Uyghurs and stuff like that and jim marlow this so-called you know lefty guy you know is roasting him saying he's like you know sinophobic because he's like you know calling out china on their human rights abuses yeah, right. and stuff like that friendly geordies like not a right-wing bloke left-wing bloke as well absolutely hates him did like a 30 minute like youtube video just like getting information about this jim marlowe bloke <laughs> and shredding him it, 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 uh, well uh, i mean i thought like that's if you want to get some hate comments go after the lefties like we we use some direct words in the bronze we, we use words like uh 
communism and socialism and you uh, use those words. I use those champagne words. Champagne socialist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that that just that that you know and you well, I think well pink hair, blue hair was it? And blue hair, hair blue, hairy legs, hairy legs. Uh, yeah, we you know, all that. But we did it to try and spark a bit of you know. Oh mate, they, you don't even have to put any bait on the hook. No, uh, you don't. But it's it, I, I enjoy the comments. I think it's very. You see, I find like a lot of videos I do, I take the piss out of farmers. Mm. And like can absolutely shred him. This is so true. I love this. He's such a good bloke. And then I would just like make one joke about you know the Brunswick Champagne Socialist, mm. and they'll come after you. But the video I did where I hit a segment on the algorithm, Astrology Girls. Oh, that's did, a very how did, good. How did that go? Like perform wise on TikTok. Oh, I got I got a lot of views, but like the hate was massive. Like this bloke's a misogynist. He probably belts his misses. Oh. Like hates women. I'm like. Hold on. Like, yeah. I've just made a joke about astrology here. The two ones that come to mind for us, one, we did a video a while ago talking about engagement rings and we we're taking the piss and saying three months salary, like you're kidding yourself. Like, yeah, just... Did you know that? Well, that's apparently... No, I did. And I, I don't know if this is what you were going to go on to, but mm. I was actually with some mates who work in farming and business on the weekend and we were talking about that and like, how are you meant to buy a ring for negative $10,000? <laughs> 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 Basically, Joss has lost it. <laughs> well, that's and that's and that's exactly. But the hilarious yeah. comments is we're it's just true. we're just going back and forth having a go, and then all the um the women that came and just got we just roasted us, saying thank God my husband doesn't think this way, or like they just absolutely went after us. And the other demographic that we we hit a beauty spot on is we interviewed an OnlyFans model, and G did that upset kind of the the boomer. Population. Oh, the apple cart was rocking. Suddenly, suddenly yeah. we were on, uh, what's the newspaper in the UK? Daily uh, da- Mail. We were in the Daily Mail. We made it into those. And then if you go on the Daily Mail and then you read those comments, gee, we, like us, for some reason, we I must we say, that fucking poor, poor journalism or poor journalism research. <laughs> they spelt my name completely wrong. <laughs> they went with... Uh, they, 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 <laughs> well, my name is Wade Custerson, but my name on the show is Doss. <laughs> but they called me Wade... Dos, like it was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was poor journalism, but we loved it because the views went up, and that that particular OnlyFans model did very, very well financially out of that interview. Yeah, she so. did. You should get an OnlyFans model on your show. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I thought you were going to say you should start an OnlyFans account. <laughs> I mean, mate, mate, you got the following. You yeah. can take the audience anywhere, mate. I would happily sell photos of my butthole if someone would pay for them. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just do not think there is the demand out there. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Jack. You'd be surprised. I want you to grab your phone because I think this might be a nice little segue. Because so we we prepared before you coming on the show. It's not really a game, but we've got some questions. And how would you what? How would you call them? What would you call them? I should say. Would you rather?s Would you rather?s Oh, jeez. So and so we're going to start soft and gentle. All right, we, we'll we're going to progressively easy. build this up a little bit. Just so. make sure I don't lose my job from this. <laughs> <laughs> we, might have, we might have to bleep some of this out. Uh, well, we'll start easy. Would you rather always say what you're thinking or never be able to speak again? Oh, jeez. I'd probably say never speak. I think that would be smart. Imagine <laughs> if every one of your thoughts got released. Well, it's either like never speak or like spend the rest of your life in jail. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some of us. <laughs> I think every day. What we'd would you have... go with? Oh, well, well if, if everyone was on the same Playing field, but I think you could just be like Charlie Chaplin, you know. You <laughs> <could> be... <laughs> yeah, that's right, a bit of silent comedy. Yeah, you might be able to still make some TikTok. You could be like Stephen Hawking. Yeah, you know? true, uh, true. But yeah. you wouldn't have the robot. Oh, I don't think. Just, just, but it meant like you would. There's no way you'd ever be in a relationship. 
Oh, like, there's no. just no way. Like, you'd walk down the street and you'd just be bang, comment, 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 like, comment. Oh, I do not want to fucking spend the weekend with you. Please leave the house. I want to just drink copious amounts of alcohol with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got a nice bum. She's got a nice bum. She's got a nice Great bum. rack. Uh, <laughs> all right. Would you rather... S- oh, this is a good one. Would you rather see the text your ex wrote about you or have them see the text you sent about them? No, they can see mine. Yeah? No, I don't know. I just I feel like like if someone's no, talk, no bad blood. If, if someone's talking about me behind my back, I honestly like don't care. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really want to know about it. Like the more like people just want to like find out what other people are talking about them. Like it's just more issues in your world, right? Yeah. What about you, Dos? I'd probably. I wouldn't care if they saw mine. Yeah, I don't think I ever wrote anything nasty. Mm. I reckon, but having said that, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, is what we'll progress. Yeah, sorry about that. That was uh, it's kind of, nowhere. It's, it's um, kind of like you know what would happen if they they leaked the cod lobby chats from when you were like thirteen or oh, fourteen. Oh, no, that would be brutal. <laughs> Not that I played much cod, but my mates did. Jim uh, O'Brien, you know who you are. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're still uh, we're still I think on the lighter side of these questions. Would you rather know when you're going to die or how well, you're going to die? This I is- reckon knowing when you're going to die. Really, people don't want to, but I think it'd be almost liberating. <laughs> no, it probably would be. Imagine but, what having a watch and tell you. But, but it's like when people find out, right? They've got cancer or something. They got ten years to live, and then they just go into turbocharge. They're like, I need to do all this stuff. But then I suppose if you find out you're going to live to like 105, you'd probably just like hop on the back seat. Yeah, I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's not a rush. That would, that would be the positive side of it. Absolutely. I think I'd rather know when I'm going to die. Yeah. Uh, imagine knowing how you're going to die. Like knowing. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if it was like uh, hit uh, by a bus. Yeah. You'd stay away from <laughs> buses forever. Well, that's probably not a bad thing because yeah. you, you can try and stay away from it. Receive an alert every time your parents hook up or them receive an alert every time you hook up. <laughs> that's a good one. No, fuck them. They can see them in the loop every time I hook up. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's eight times today. That's <laughs> their problem. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather. What about you? I'd rather that. Yeah. Oh. Would you rather accidentally like an old photo of your ex on Instagram or accidentally send a naughty text to a relative? Mm. It depends how naughty the text is, I reckon. Well, I, I think in your case, I think you'd rather the like because I've seen some of your texts and they, go- they do get naughty. Yeah, they do. No, I reckon, I reckon the like's funnier. Especially sometimes just to take the piss. Like, I mean, we even do that now. You know, you, yeah. Yeah. you yeah. know when you get a mate's phone and you're like, you're just the most anxious you've ever been. When like <laughs> they ask you like, show your girl, and you just worry that they're gonna like something from two years. Oh, back. oh, that's the worst. That's at the absolute worst. I hate, I hate that. that as it's well. funny though. <laughs> it's funny Well see I'm stupid Like he was saying to me The other day Ralph was saying like How stupid are you Because I don't have a lock On my phone I don't have a password I'm a very trustworthy person oh, no, I'm the same see, Yeah I trust much- everyone Yeah And it's so, like the facial ID as well Because like if you've got Sunglasses and stuff like that I, I reckon agree. I had it on For like a week flat I'm like nah This is not for me <laughs> It works with the sunglasses It does, does. It? What if you have yeah. a stroke Well that's That's a bit depressing you know? <laughs> um, This one's would you rather eat chocolate flavored shit or shit flavored chocolate? <laughs> chocolate flavored shit. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the placebo here. Like, <laughs> mate, we're living in the matrix. Yeah, like. no. <laughs> we certainly are. Um, all right, these are. Oh god, sorry. So now it's going to get pretty yuck. Actually, yeah. Would you rather watch your parents have sex every time they do it, or join in just once to stop it? Oh, that's so. Let's say we we are in the matrix, and you and you, and you worked your way out of it. <laughs> you finally got out, but but there is there is obviously a cost. Oh, I reckon they're pretty old, mate. I don't I don't reckon they're doing it that much anymore. So I'd probably say watch it. 
I'd be lucky to be once a year, I reckon, at this rate. <laughs> the old Valentine's Next Day. Next time you have your dad on the podcast, you can ask him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, you do, fan, me, do you do fan questions? Just give him a kick in the nuts so he doesn't do anything. <laughs> oh, God. If you had to suck a dick, would you rather the first 10 minutes or the last 10 seconds? <laughs> last 10 seconds. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You, you're copying a mouthful, though. Yeah, but like, I don't think you understand the amount of effort that you'd have <laughs> to go minutes. into for 10 minutes, That's mate. That's true. Like, that would be like <sighs> an eternity. See, my initial answer was 10 minutes. I don't want the end, but now that you think about it, it's. Oh, it's I'd a, rather the 10 would, seconds at the end. I'm just imagining. But, uh, but I'm imagining that to swallow it. Surely not. Well, that's not in the rules, but no. if you want to, mate. Um, <laughs> well, I'm just more thinking. Spit it, mate. <laughs> I'm just thinking. No, if that's a let, I'll go for it. Oh, it's just like, I'm a champion. <laughs> Spitters are quitters. <laughs> Oh, this is gross. Is this the last one? Would you rather drink a glass full of sweat or a glass full of spunk? <laughs> sweat? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Man, another man's sweat? Yeah, but I reckon it'd be more fluid. Like Spunk's like thick. It's, it's like drinking yeah, it's shampoo. More of, it's more of a yogurty. Yeah. Well, the only thing that puts me off the sweat is it was a, a jackass movie. I don't know if you remember. It was called <laughs> oh, no. The Sweat Cocktail and... It was what's the Pre- Preston Lacey his name was, <laughs> and the big fat guy from Jackass, and um, yeah, he had to he put on this big huge suit, and he's he had to walk on the treadmill. Oh yeah, I reckon. And I've then seen st- that. they squeezed the sweat out of this suit, and Steve O had to drink it, and it was the most fucking revolting thing I've oh, ever God. seen. Like, <laughs> that's all I can think about. So, semen or sweat? I'm not sure. Now, yeah, one probably is worse than the other, and then like the other's probably just more like mentally. Yeah, I mean, get it down, you Zulu warrior. Get <laughs> like, it down, you Zulu like if chief. You, if you asked a girl, right, like yeah. the answer would be fucking simple, wouldn't it? Mm. You'd... <laughs> Depends. What I don't do. want to answer yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe not for our lesbian friends, but uh... we won't. We don't judge anyone on no, this podcast. No, 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 no we way. don't. God. Oh. Now, would you rather a penis-sized nipple or a nipple-sized penis? Penis-sized nipple. Yeah, you'd have to go that. Imagine having a nipple. Well, it depends how big. Someone's nipples are, but a nipple size penis. There's some small. big nipples getting about. Fact. <laughs> 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 but on that happy note, Jack Toshel, thanks for playing. Uh, what's it called? Would you rather? <laughs> no, it's an absolute pleasure. <laughs> we've got one more game coming up a little bit later for you. Uh, we've we've had a play on words on your podcast. But speaking of your podcast, tell us a little bit about how it's going. Um, and congratulations to some people. But you somehow single-handedly broke up nine to five. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody in Melbourne's talking about this, and they're good friends of ours. But uh, it's obviously really sad what's happened. But uh, how, what did you say? <laughs> what yeah. did you do? What went wrong? Yeah, you should have seen all the stuff we edited outside <laughs> of it. And like again, like big fan of like Gabe and Louis. So you're not going to throw them of under the no, but, no, no. but it was funny though because we were actually talking about having you. You know, a girlfriend in social media and actually being in the public eye, which is probably probably a bit, yeah, aged like milk. (laughs) You know, one day we're all happy we're having scotch fillets at mine for dinner, then the next day, you know, Gab's got a GoPro strapped to his (laughs) chest and he's he's left the hype house. Yeah, I know. A lot can change in a week. Oh, gosh. Probably like no one. He's going to want to come into my podcast now. Like, I'm like the Judas, like the the touch of death. Yeah. You play them off against each other. God. Dustin Martin, want to come on the podcast? No, no, I do not. (laughs) Well, it is like that. In all seriousness, though, that has taken social media, especially in this town, by absolute storm. Like, what has happened there? Can you believe, like, I mean, you you said you kind of blew up at the same time as them. You went on their podcast in the early days. Like, it's a big credit to them. 
really what they've achieved and what they've done and the impact that it now has that everyone's interested. Like it shows the power of social media. 100% as well. Like they started off very small as well. Like mm. we had them on the pod and they were just talking, you know, they're doing like three videos a day and Louis is like, you know, I just get up, you know, do a couple of bicep curls and then just get the phone up to the microphone in my mouth and just like, you know, say something about fitness. And that's what they did. Obviously, they're a lot more professional, you know, so the last 12 months, like the podcast, like when we did it right, it was just on Zoom. There was like no video or anything. And now they've got, you know, videographers doing that sort of stuff. And then again, like, you know, Louis got like 200,000 followers from all the running stuff. So it really is a rags to riches sort of story. Yeah, just a bit of a blight now that it's kind of gone down the gurgler. I hope whatever's happening, they can sort it out. But how is the potty going? Yours, Tosses. It's it's a good play on words. Yeah. The last name. (laughs) Uh, very fitting as well because we both are tosses. <laughs> but um, no, it, it's it's going well. So you know, it, you just got to build it up, right? Hopefully, some people enjoy listening to me. But um, I don't know how you guys go as well because you do you get guests on every week or? Uh, we do three. So we we post every week and three out of the four are guests. And then yeah. we do once a month. We do each other. Because what I'm I should rephrase. We that. do we, each we, other we, once a month. We uh, we we <laughs> on the weekly. <laughs> <laughs> Only once a month. The listeners know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the thing is, and we're finding it hard as well, like you want to get guests on, but then like to get guests on is hard as well. But I don't want it necessarily to be like, you know, you do a podcast and the only reason someone's going to listen to me is because I've got a guest. 100%. So, so it's true. hard to find a balance between, you know, getting interesting people on and getting people engaged to promote yourself, but then not being like the only reason they're listening to me is because of someone else. That's 100%. right. Yeah. And that's a big part of the game is that you yeah. need to make, and we've learned this recently with us too. Like we, same thing. You want people's attitude to be, oh, cool. Jack Toss was on our podcast. How, how did Dawson D chat to him? Like what's the chemistry like? Like how do they get along like that's kind of the attitude rather than i'm listening to just jack like yeah you want to exactly. to everybody yeah. kind of interact together so that's a hard part of it too isn't it oh it's it's pretty hard especially when you get like big names and then you get an influx of listeners and you want to obviously try and keep them there when you're going to get a large audience of people who may not know who you are or hearing you for the first or second time and you want to try and keep them and yeah it's tough it's you, i was sorry. gonna say you don't have to name them but if you had anyone on the pod who's just been super boring like, and you're just like, you really were. I mean, we yeah, could the, be, answer, but- the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I won't make your name there. We could take off air, but uh, the oh, answer yeah. is yes. Yeah. Have you? Oh, you're- no, we've been pretty good. And that's one of the things I've wanted as well. Like, Tom McDonald was our first guest. And he was really good because he's you know, got opinions. He's open about talking to them. I was very worried about getting an AFL player that they're going to be super media trained, yeah. right? They're yeah. going to play straight down the bat, you know, full credit to the boys. Like, you know, not yeah. give you anything full else. Full And then he was telling us a story about how Mick Hibbard, you know, after they won the grand final, was at the Sorrento Hotel and they've got an honour board for if you can drink like 100 pots in a weekend. So, <laughs> did he, did and he, he like, it? you have to have someone like watch you and sign it. So he drank 100 pots in the weekend and Tom's like, what people don't understand is he played golf every morning and had about eight stubbies there as well. <laughs> that's so good though. And that, that's it. a thing. But you're, like we were the same. We used to think we got to get retired players or recently retired players that can actually come and spill the beans, not current ones. But yeah. we found that we had, we had Josh Dunkley a couple of weeks ago up in Queensland. He was really open. It was great. Yeah. And, and you want that. Like as, as much as getting anyone that's, let's say AFL is still the example. Any current AFL player for us, we're like, we love our footy, so it's great. But you also want them to be themselves. Yeah, and, exactly. And like, for us, with Dunks, like, he, he was himself. Like, you could definitely get someone that's just very, you know, media trained. Well, they have to trust you too. And you, 
they need to know you're not here to try and grab a headline. Like we had James Hurd was probably the biggest guest we had at the yeah. time. And for us, it was a big deal because we still to this day, we're like, the, the day he said yes, we're like, how the hell did we get him? But the whole process was explaining to him prior to the show. And you could see his body, like his body language physically relaxed when we said, look, we're not here for headlines. We're not going to talk about this, this and this. We want you to have fun. Like it's, it's going to be fun. We're going to talk about some yeah. old memories. And he just relaxed in his attitude. He just said to us, all right, boys, let's have fun. And it was a great yeah. interview. We kind of said the same thing. We're like, look, you know, we're, we're not trying to screw anyone around here. If there's anything you don't like in the podcast, just let us know. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut it out, right? We're not trying to screw you over. You have to say it every time. And, and like, usually they're like, oh, you know, like we're fine. Like we've done the media. But I think <laughs> just saying that makes people more at ease because they know like your intention is not to get it. You know, gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Well, actually, normally we are say yes before every interview, but we didn't ask you. <laughs> we say, now, is there anything off limits? Yeah. And we went straight to, uh, what would you rather? So. Yeah. <laughs> but but I think that's, yeah, it's, it, it is such an important part because, and, and you'll know this too, like, for example, we can ruin it for each other. So we should all have the attitude that we're trying to lift each other up because, you know, if you succeed, we succeed, vice yeah. versa. But if you have somebody, and we know there's podcasts out there that they will get a big name guest, say, in sport, and they actually leave them, they, they get a headline, they hang them out to dry, they don't do what they say, the media gets onto it, they don't take it down, whatever. And then the rest of us suffer because suddenly that industry is wary of podcasts. Or that's Yeah, and that's what I've always wondered about, like being a journalist, right? Because you need to break stories. Mm. But then like the second you screw someone over, then like no one's going to like leak stuff to you again. It's like, yeah. I, that, I don't know that, how I've they... I've always thought that too, yeah. How they find the balance of, you know, breaking stories... They're not breaking the wrong story so that no one ever comes back to you and tells you stuff. Well, some, some of Caroline Wilson still has a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually interested because you said earlier, and I, like I was actually surprised that like some of the content you've made that could be potentially upset some people. Not in, that's not your intention, but you're being you know pretty straight down the line. You're saying it how it is, which is my favorite style of comedy. Like all my favorite comedians, like call it Ricky Gervais or whoever it is. Oh, I love Ricky Gervais. How good is he? We, we love Ricky Gervais. And, and the reason I love him so much is just because he doesn't hold back and he He's says it how it is. Golden Globes will go down. Oh, He's right, single-handedly one of the best all time and like actually had, you know, the balls to call out Hollywood. I know. He's like, no, no, you used to catch Jeffrey Epstein's jets here. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And I love that. And like, what, what do you think in terms of maybe comedy or broader comedy? Like how important is it to as an art form to keep that element of whatever's said kind of has to be water off a duck's back. Like this is the one place that you can kind of say anything and it's supposed to be taken in a lighthearted manner. Well, I've always been a big advocate and I think like some people get whingy about stuff and what you say. I've always been a big advocate, right? It's not what you say, it's the intention behind yes. what you say. It's like you can say something messed up, but like if it's just a joke, right? You're not trying to denigrate someone who cares. Like if you're generally saying something racist to kind of like belittle that person and make them, you know, feel bad and humiliate him then yes that's bad but like again no one can offend you without your own consent like yeah. the way you react to a joke or something says more about you than it does the person making the joke agree but it's like you, you know you got siblings right and you'll say something just to bait them right you're looking yeah. for reaction if you don't react right people stop they don't do anything that's right but yeah that's my that's my thoughts on the whole issue no it's, i like it it's really interesting i i guess maybe on a more like positive note with your content have you had like messages or or people come over come over to you or, or slide through the dams and like fuck you've made my day that kind of stuff like yeah and like especially I go out in richmond or like you know, in rural towns some people just like come up shake me hand be like mate love your stuff and like 
Yeah, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy that. Oh, mate. Of course. <laughs> mate, of course. Mate, a bit we, of me we, time. We all, trust me, we don't get it very often, nowhere near as much as you, but when someone does recognise us, it's hard not to... When you guys, if, for a, when someone asks for a photo or... They, like, it's, yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. It's like, hey, it's what, like, what proportion of the general population will go through their whole life and be asked for a photo? Exactly. That's the thing. And like, that's what I... Like, if it happens, or it, even if it happens occasionally, I, like, I think I love that. And, like, when people come up to us... Like, a couple of times it's happened to me in more recent times, they've always said, oh, sorry to bother you. And I'm like, why would you, like, you've literally just made my day. You've made my yeah. week. Like, I won't forget this. Like, I don't know. I think it's really special. But when you post things, I'm interested too. Like, for us, so especially with things like TikTok and these really temperamental kind of platforms that one day could, you know, this is fine and politically correct and the next day it isn't. Do you get worried about how you get posted? Because we've been shadow banned how many times now? Three or four and... Our, again, our intention is never to be shadow banned or upset anybody, but after time, we, there's a word in there that's now not acceptable and out we go. Oh, mate, I went through a stage when I reckon it was the first or second lockdown. I was doing a lot of anti-Dan Andrews content <laughs> and fucking peanuts from, you know, Brunswick and those places yeah, which our, reporting our the video and it was so frustrating. And I'm like, look, I'm not breaking the terms and conditions. I'm just going to keep making the content. But TikTok was very frustrating, right? Because I just didn't have, you know, the staff and the support, whatever, to actually, you know, generally review whether your video had breached yeah. terms or conditions. And then, like, it'd just be, like, pending, like, two months and you couldn't post other videos. So then you have to, like, you know, cater your content a little bit. I find I never had an issue posting on Instagram. I don't know if you guys no, are the same. No, we never I, have. I've never had any issues with something being banned on Instagram. TikTok have a lot of issues. Apparently, you can't have any gambling content either. So, like, I did a video where I was taking the piss out of, you know, tradies spending their, you know, weekly pay packet on the sports bet app. <laughs> Mate, that is classic. <laughs> it got taken down on in Instagram. 30 seconds. On TikTok? No, no, TikTok. And I, like, said – I reported it. I'm like, look, I'm not promoting – gambling it's just a joke right yeah like it's satire and they're like no nah, not allowed well our biggest frustration we mentioned the only fans one earlier like we, we've we've tried because those videos go nuts like you put up a video of her talking about it two million views minimum like it just because the world is full of perverts yeah but it just it just goes <laughs> gangbusters right but the thing is we get frustrated because we don't say only fans we don't say porn we don't yeah. say this we don't say any bad words we don't write it in the captions and then for some reason sometimes it just goes taken down and then the next thing you'll be scrolling tiktok and there'll be some half naked girl dancing around and that's fine but and they'll do like hashtag fake body like what does uh, that even mean yeah what does that maybe we should use that does that does that uh. maybe spark us up the algorithm i don't know maybe but that's my like that's my frustration like when it feels like you're not doing anything wrong like we've had we've had a lady come on the show and she talks about porn and how bad it is for you she's anti-porn so she's yeah. literally trying to do it's an educational podcast but that gets flagged and taken I'll, down i'll ask you actually this is based on that what do you reckon classifies as someone who's addicted to porn what's the length of time do you think if someone watches porn this amount of times what when does it become addiction i think it becomes an addiction the underlying thing is when you're doing it to the detriment of your normal life right so like say you're at work and you're in a, you're at a you're a, at a work meeting you're in, and you're like sorry I need to like duck up and go to the toilet for five minutes and it's you know a denigration to your life or like yeah. you know you're at football training and like it gets halfway through and you're like oh I just got to go to my car to pick up my other pair of boots yeah. you, you'd never watch porn during your work day would you <laughs> no you'd have, you'd no, have no. clients ring you while you're watching porn would you no <laughs> no not when I was working from home. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Well, can you believe it? So Catherine Law, she's the um, the expert. If you watch it once a month, you're an addict. What? Oh, no. That, that, uh, that's just, that's, that's just her limited interpretation, right? What if did you I, say? Oh, I said Ralph just said that is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's like if, if I drunk once a week. <laughs> that's what that's all the comments on TikTok said. Which mate. we love. Well, I'm addicted to grocery shopping and having a shower. <laughs> so Yeah, I'm, addi- I'm addicted to visiting my grandparents. Like, is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, on a similar category and also as a play on words on, on your great show, Tosses. I don't know how this segment will go. We came up with it literally very last minute. about two minutes before he walked, walked in the door. But we said, should we play, uh, it's called Tosser or not a Tosser? I think that's what we're going to go with. So we're going to just say some... some uh, suddenly we've turned to a fucking game show. I know. We're going to say some uh, names and we just want your uh, opinion. Tosser or not a Tosser? I'm going to start with Dan Andrews. Oh, mega Tosser. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah, God. Big time. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. No, big, big, big Tosser. Uh, yeah. I was never a fan of him and... Many other people are paying for it with their side effects. Um, <laughs> so glad this isn't like a young labour podcast or so. <laughs> Don't, I, I guarantee they're not our demographic. No. I thought, I thought like all the, the greens flags you got yeah, on the walls here were a bit of a giveaway. I thought you were supposed to take, <laughs> yeah, supposed yeah. To take them down. Yeah. The um, Communist Manifesto and the bookshelf. <laughs> Shout out to, Richard, uh, to Karl Marx, <laughs> not Richard <laughs> Marx. <laughs> Good singer. <laughs> Great late 80s crooner. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack Ginnivan. No, I love Giddy. Yeah, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm a big Giddy man. So you're a Lions fan, I, you, yeah. you said earlier. So are you a real nuff or do you reckon you're, uh, are you obsessed with, with the Lions or I'm, I'm level-headed? A, I'm a bit of, like, I, I love them, but I can be objective with football. I hate sitting next to someone who is so one-eyed and can't, like, comprehend that an umpire would give a decision to another team. Great. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is true. Either of you nuffies like that, you oh. just... <laughs> No, you're not that bad. He's not, not with that umpires. Bad. No. I'm, I'm a, you know, I know he's the game well. He's passionate. Uh, he gets frustrated over little things, but that's okay. I don't think he's toned it down. I used to be enough too. I think yeah. we were, were you not enough when you were 15, 16? Like, no, not not a mega one, but like, it's, you know, it's not so much in the MCC, but I went to general admission, God forbid, early this year. What's Brisbane versus Carlton as God well. forbid. Like, Jesus Christ. Is this like a. Real good, you know, look at, you know, the general population. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> well, that's where I sit majority of the time. Well, who, who, do you, who, do you, who would be the worst club, do you, would you say, in terms of sitting with fans? Because everyone says Collingwood, but I disagree. I don't know about I'm, I'm trying to think. I have heard that Port Adelaide are I've actually heard that pretty too. bad. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that over in Adelaide. But yeah. At West Coast, yeah. Just haven't dealt with them that much. I don't like Hawthorne. They're the team for me that I get frustrated with their supporters. See, I don't like I don't like I don't like Carlton. Yeah, okay. Hawthorne are they like just the most fair weathered supporters. Oh, like 100%. when when it's going well, they're all there. But was it like must have been when they were doing bad and them in Melbourne they had like the Mother's Day classic match. <laughs> the Mother's Day. Like, match. Let's raise money for breast cancer. <laughs> Three thousand people. Like you get more in a freaking Vaffa game. <laughs> no, you don't, mate. I played in the Vaffa for a long time. You, don't, you definitely don't. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember I went to. It was twenty sixteen, the year the Dogs won the flag, and I was there the night Bulldogs knocked off Hawthorne. They so they were coming off. They were calling themselves Hawthorne that year. Yeah, they were they were going to oh. And halfway through the third quarter, it was evident that the Dogs are going to win. And they all left. I thought, this team has just given you three years of premierships and now you're off. Not even, not even going to see you, the game out. We're having this conversation at work the other day. Like, if you leave the football early, you're gutless. You're a shit supporter. Oh. If you're a supporter, yes. Like, 
like leave, but leave your, if you leave your seat and like you go to the Percy Beams bar or something and you just have a drink, <laughs> like that's fine. You're not couple of quick the, dim sims. You're not come le- back. Yeah, you're yeah. not leaving the stadium. But if you like, you know, you're trailing out, you know, halfway through the fourth quarter because you're six goals down and you're hopping on the tram or train to get home early, like spineless. Yeah, it's spineless. But I don't mind beating the traffic. traffic it's not a good excuse. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, this is the other end of the spectrum. Donald Trump, tosser or not a tosser? Just had to think about it. That's going to upset some listeners. Like, <laughs> yes, he is a tosser, but oh my God. Like, I don't know if you guys feel the same. I love having him back in social media. Oh, me like, too. Like, it is pure heroin. Like, I don't... <laughs> I, don't I love the man. He's, his Instagram is like a fallen piss take. I don't know if you saw the video <laughs> where, where like it's using AI and it's like it got a group chat and there's like Elon Musk, Hitler, the devil, Ron DeSantis, like George Soros, just like all speaking. What a starting other. five. And it's, <laughs> and it's just like an absolute piss take. <laughs> I, I think he's, a, he's the ultimate troll. And I think, I think the way he gets under people, I think it's, I think he's just a comedian. Like he's actually very, very humorous. Like he's, he's, Twitter, like, you know, when there's, you know, the standoff with North Korea and people talking about nuclear war and he's just like a little rocket man. You you may have a button, but I've got a button and it's bigger. (laughs) Just so, uh, (laughs) and I know it works. It's so funny. You want D on a tangent? Donald Trump's the the topic, that's for sure. Tosser or not tosser? John Cena. No, he's like, I like him, but he's a tosser. Were you a wrestling fan? Mm. No, I wasn't. But I feel like anyone who's a wrestler is a bit of a tosser. Did you say anyone who is a wrestling fan is a bit of a tosser? Well, uh, that's not what I said, but I I will confirm that, yes. (laughs) Just go and hide my wrestling belts, Ralph. We are in talks with a wrestler at the moment, so we better... I can't believe you didn't... Yeah, we were big wrestling fans as as kids. I don't, uh, think, don't think we had Fox Tower at that stage. Oh, so Must be one, nice. You're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pop boat. <laughs> you're one of those. Yeah, country um, boy. This is a good one. This is a very divisive kind of person. Logan Paul, tosser or not a tosser? He's a little bit of a tosser. Mm. But I, I think it's because he's American. <laughs> I think like <laughs> so, so, Sorry to so, all the Americans so, listening So mate you didn't change your answer From Donald Trump being a non-tosser <laughs> Mrs. is American <laughs> We got a lot of American listeners so But yeah, I, yeah, I just feel like If you're an American Like you like a little bit of a tosser mm. I, I, I don't reckon he's a tosser I mean I think he's a tosser In terms of Sometimes the way he Portrays himself Like very 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 arrogant, but I think the, what he's done, I don't think I, I love what he does. No, I just think that's how Americans come off. Yeah. I think he's, <laughs> he's yeah. actually quite nuanced. Like got a lot of you know progressive opinions on things. He, 100%. He's, he's come a long way from you know filming YouTube in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the old forest. <laughs> Abby Chatfield, tosser or not oh, tosser? Huge tosser. Yeah. I, I, do you guys even know she blocked me on in, I, Instagram? Really? So what happened? I reckon I was at the races. I was at the bird cage on uh, must have been Derby Day. I was stoked, so I can't remember the one. And I was like, oh, cracking day here at Flemington. You know, devastated that Abby Chatfield couldn't make it. And then like, oh, because she's uh, yeah, okay. And then and then tagged her in it. <laughs> and then like, that is just funny. Block me. Like, like, grow up. I like, know, have a know. sense of humour. She's just like typical of those champagne socialists, right? They just like pick the wrong battles. Yeah. <laughs> they actually do. They do you do. have anyone else to add to the list? Like we said, we were in the middle of it when uh, we got your phone call, but uh, anyone else you want to add uh, off the top of your uh, head? Not off the top of my head, can no, you? Not off the top of my head, but uh, thank you for playing Tossel. <laughs> Mate, we've never had one single game on the show and you've had two, so <laughs> lucky hopefully, you. Hopefully you do a lot with this segment. I reckon it's going places like I don't, I don't mind I don't it, mind but it I think you should have the rights to it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've your name, your name, your 
you know, face or appear on all the clips, you know. A, a so. bit of a, a joint venture for intellectual property. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's a good call. Maybe we go down that uh, path. But, mate, we honestly really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. This happened quite quickly. We only connected no, a couple of weeks ago, not long ago. And well, tick, tick, actually, we connected really back at, uh, what's it called, Union House a couple of months ago. But <laughs> well, we didn't come up to you. Uh, yeah, I thought you, got, you connected very quickly. You can see, like, there's a massive demand for me to hop on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Just replying one out. Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know who we, who we were, how our, li- how our listenership was, anything like that. No, nah, but we genuinely like really appreciate it, mates. We had a lot of fun, a lot of yeah, laughs. Had a great um, laugh. And uh, the beers look like they've gone down well, lads. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, lads. Hopefully, my job's safe for another week. Oh, <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> tell them to give me a call. I'll get you back. Only time can tell. Oh, thanks, mate. Oh, it's a pleasure. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.